I really do hope that this allows a lot of the students that were able to participate with us to have an interest in careers in science. So working with real scientists and learning about some careers in science that maybe we weren't even familiar with. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. So for this episode of Learning Unbox, we're going to talk about a really, really cool, innovative program called BioEyes. Um, we actually, for those of you who are serial listeners, and we always appreciate that, we actually sort of touched on BioEyes a few episodes ago when we uh, were talking with Jamie Shuda at the University of Pennsylvania. But today we're going to get into the nuts and bolts uh, to talk about the program with a teacher and a couple of students who've actually lived and experienced BioEyes. So we're really excited about that. And join Joining us today is a 20-year veteran teacher, Katie Benton, who is an elementary school teacher at Barrington uh, Elementary School in Upper Arlington, Ohio. And she is involved in a number of different things within both her school and her district, including programs like BioEyes, which she implements in her classroom. So Katie, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. And joining Katie is Louise Frederick. And Luis is going to be in the fifth grade next year. She loves to read and draw, including reading graphic novels. Good on you, because those are awesome. And she's really excited to talk with us a little bit about the BioEyes program as well. So Luis, thank you for joining us. And joining Louise is Evren Thompson. Evren is 10 years old, also from Columbus, Ohio, and uh, goes to Upper Arlington Schools and will also be in the fifth grade next year. Um, Evren loves uh, math and he likes to imagine things. And so that is a perfect opportunity to join this conversation. So Evren, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> So I'm very excited to have all of you on the program today. And I uh, I would like to start, Katie, with you. Give us the sort of 50,000-foot view of what the heck the BioEyes program is and how, in particular, you got linked up with it. Because Jamie explained sort of the university's perspective around crafting programming, but we didn't get into the nuts and bolts of what the program is. No, that's a great question. So we did hear about the program. I have a student in my class, actually, Louise, who is here with mm -hmm. us today. And her mom is a professor at Ohio State. And she actually knew about the program. She does some work with fruit fly development and she had heard about the program. And so I have the opportunity to teach my students for two years. I teach them for third and fourth grade in a looping configuration. And so she had said, when we um, were working during that third grade year, she said, I, I found out about this program. I'm going to see if we can find some funding for it. It's really a fantastic science program with some depth and, and would be great to try it. It's never been done in the state of Ohio. Uh, would you be willing and would you be interested? And since we love to try new things all the time mm -hmm. and um, get those authentic experiences, I said, absolutely. Let me know what we need to do. And together, 
We were able to get some funding for the program, mostly from Ohio State, some grant funding, as well as through our the Upper Arlington Education Foundation for the remainder of the money and our, our actual PTO at our building assisted as well. But once we kind of had those things in place, then we got to kind of dive in and find out more about the program and um, its focus on bringing science into the classroom and hoping for students to have an interest in careers in science as a result and the ability for them to really get a firsthand experience with genetics at such a young age. So, you know, I was completely enthralled with the program when Jamie was sort of sharing it, you know, very high level with us. And the thing that I was most intrigued about was that it very, very deliberately put real research in the moment into the classroom. And that is one of those experiences that um, oftentimes we forget how accessible real science in the moment can be if we can figure out how to translate it appropriately into our classrooms. And so, Katie, what talk with me a little bit about your particular strategy or the the the, the applied hands-on PBL sort of strategy that you're obviously using in your classroom. I'm very familiar uh, with what goes on in Barrington. And so so Talk to me a little bit about translating BioEyes into your specific classroom. Because oftentimes, right, that's the big piece, right? Great programming out there. But as a teacher, you have to make it relevant to the Louises and Everins of the world or it won't work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we really pride ourselves. We we work very much on th- with the progressive education philosophy of um, you know authentic lear- learning, emergent learning, and all those kinds of things. And so What was great was that when I taught these students for third grade, life cycles was one of the things that we studied. So this was, you know, a great continuation of what we had done with that. And to be able to bring it in and do it in a way that was understandable for kids. And that's what I love about the format of the program. It's it's really available for everybody. And it also has some differentiation within it because it allows you know some kids to do some higher level thinking and to really give a little bit more in terms of their hypothesizing as as we do some of these experiments um, and, but every child and we had kids of of you know running the gamut of abilities um, we did it with 50 kids to start with with two classes wow. and there it was accessible for everybody which was really wonderful and i think the best part i mean as you know with kids it's that experience that hands on it's that being a part of it themselves and for the folks who helped us to bring in uh, the zebrafish for us to be able to, to see the embryos, for us to be cleaning the tanks mm-hmm. and, and all of the things that we did with the Petri dishes, it was just something that um, I'd never experienced in all my years of teaching. And we've done a lot of great hands-on science, but this was really a program that just brought so much, was so well-organized and was, um, like I said, accessible for every child in the classroom. And they all left with different feelings about it and different understandings and hopeful, hopefully different levels of interest in science as they continue in their schooling. And that's the joy of those kinds of programs. So that's awesome. So Louise, I want to talk a little bit about the actual experience as a student uh, doing BioEyes. So from your perspective, what was the best part um, of this project in Ms. Bitten's class? Um, I really liked doing the hands-on sort of part and how we got to meet real scientists and how we got to do it. What, what do you think, Louise, was this, the one thing that you ran home to talk to your family about because it was like just so wickedly cool? I 
liked how I got to be the first class in Ohio to do bioarts. Yeah, that's awesome. It made you feel very special, huh? Yeah. So, so Everin, same same question to you. Tell me what you liked or what was the most awesome part um, of the project for you. What what did you like? I liked actually being able to have to have someone bring in real life, like real, not just studying it, mm-hmm. just like actually being able to like look at it through a microscope and. It was just really cool doing that. Yeah, had you had you worked with a microscope and real samples before or just seen it in a book? I've I've just seen it in a book. Yeah, so that's that's right. pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so well, and I go ahead, Katie. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna say that one of the amazing parts about this was that, you know, we have some microscopes at school and we use them for different things, but they're not um, very fancy in any stretch. And they brought in the high-powered microscopes mm-hmm. that allowed us to look at things in ways that we've never seen anything, as well as, you know, we're looking at live samples. We've never looked at anything live right. <laughs> under a microscope before at school. So I think, um, you know, I remember taking some photographs during the project and the facial expressions on the kids, that look of wonder, that look of amazement, mm-hmm. um, that really is what what stuck with me about the impact that this kind of program could have. And I know that Everett and Louise, one of the things that the kids all loved at the beginning was, you know, they were scooping the fish out, they were getting the male and the female, and they had to set up the tanks and they had to put them in there. And then they got to do some observations and they learned uh, lots of different things about the zebrafish. And of course, these are real live specimens with all permissions for us to have them there. So, you know, we worked with those Ohio State professors to be allowed to do what we did at school because there are lots of stringent rules and things for working with research animals Mm -hmm. and research fish. And Mm -hmm. so um, that was another just real fabulous opportunity for the kids that is not something that I think happens every day. Yeah, yeah. So Louise, did did you realize before you did this project that you can't just grab some fish and play with them, that there are rules about it? Because I think that's one, that is a Really, really good point that Miss Bitten, you know, brought up. Most, most, most kiddos have no idea about that. Did you know about that? No. Yeah, and so when you worked with um, the 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 fish, and then you got to observe them in the tanks, and then be able to use um, the microscopes with the project. So, what did you see when you looked through the scopes? I saw. I got to see the development of the embryos. And how they grew. That's awesome. And were, were the embryos wiggling or were they still? The embryos were still, but the larvae were swimming around a bit. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah, how fun was that? So, Everin, when you had the chance uh, to do the same thing and you got to look at the embryos in the larvae um, through, through the microscope, what were some of the things that you were thinking about when you were looking at that? I was just trying to imagine. I was kind of surprised that they're that little and they grow to be like a, like not that big, but... But bigger, right? But bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Everin, you know, after you finished doing... I, well, let me let me let me jump back a bit. So, when you were doing the BioEyes project, how did that project feel different to you from when you 
do your regular science. Now, granted, and I'm not being fair to Ms. Benton because I suspect Ms. Benton's class is, you know, uh, rocking and rolling all the time because you have a pretty darn cool teacher anyway. But but what made the bio eyes a little bit different for you than your everyday science in classroom? Again, it was just the experience of actually being able to see real life zebrafish and yeah. yeah, yeah. And Louise, the same thing for you. Do you think that if you got the chance to do that kind of project again, whether it was with zebrafish or it was something else that was pretty similar, would you be up for that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Do you think that it would be cool if you could do that kind of science all the time? Well, yeah, because it was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. (laughs) So Katie, um, with the, and I I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but now you're going to have to have real live critters in your classroom all the time because you you just heard it. They like that. (laughs) Well, and and I I wanted to say when they were talking about the microscope, and I know that Louise was talking about watching the development, Mm -hmm. I think the the, one of the key things and, and kind of one of those aha moments was we were actually able to see the heartbeat and to be able to point that out and they could see the blood flow Mm -hmm. and everything under these high power uh, microscopes. And that was just something that you rarely ever get to see. So that experience alone. Um, But the other thing that the kids really, I think, was or what what they were able to learn and to connect to all of this was that we learned that zebrafish are 80%, 75 to 80% like humans in terms of um, their, their systems and the way that the diseases that they can have, which is why they're so great for research. But I think these kids, and, and I was included in the group looking and saying, wow, these tiny little fish, how can they be so close to us genetically? And how can they deal with some of the same you know, diseases such as diabetes and things like that? which was really fascinating for us to kind of take it to that level and understand that we as giants compared to these tiny fish have so much in common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what an amazing way to get to experience and understand that. And that had to be pretty cool, Louise. I mean, you know, seeing, seeing their, their heartbeats and their blood flow through them, did, did that make you think about what that might look like in people or were you just really sort of narrowed in on, on the fish? Well, I could imagine what it would be like to look at a human, but it would probably be a lot bigger and more like faster because we have a bigger body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th- those are good observations. And I hope one day you get the chance to sort of test that out and see if that's the case. You might be surprised. That's awesome. So, Evren, do you think that some of the things that you got to experience through the BioEyes project are things that you will be able to use in the future? Like, did you learn some stuff there that you could use in fifth grade or sixth grade or even high school, which I know is a million years from now for you? But I'm really curious about sort of the things that you learned there and where you think you'll be able to utilize some of that stuff. I learned a lot of things that, well, I think I will be able to use them for fifth grade because we have an animal project then. Mm-hmm. And probably if we're studying, yeah, probably just fifth grade. 
Probably just fifth grade. Okay. Well, I, I, think, I think that's a good observation. What about you, Luis? Do you think you're going to be able to use any of those amazing skills? I bet you now have wicked microscope skills, huh? Or fish catching skills. <laughs> do you think that translates into things that you'll maybe be able to be able to do in the fifth grade or sixth grade or college? We'll add college. I think we'll, we will do it in fifth grade because since we're doing the animal project, like Evan said, yeah. If we're to study something really similar to them, like us or something, it would be more easy. Well, and I was thinking, Louise and Everin, too, like you guys had to do a lot of um, observations. You had to make some predictions. You had to, you know, have a hypothesis. And then you learned a lot about comparing and contrasting humans to zebrafish. So I'm hoping some of those skills are what you will continue to take along with you as you learn how to research and answer, you know, questions that you have. And certainly making observations is something that you will be doing in science for years to come. And also, guys, I really do hope that this allows a lot of the students that were able to participate with us to have an interest in careers in science. So working with real scientists and learning about some careers in science that maybe we weren't even familiar with is another kind of career development opportunity or making you guys aware of a lot of things that could be out there that might be a part of your future. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if you think about it then, um, you know, as Ms. Bitten's talking about careers, in addition to just being a scientist, I suspect through the BioEyes project, you actually got to experience pieces of a number of different kinds of careers. So did they talk in the project about the different kinds of things that you could use those skills for? Is that one of the, the conversations you guys had? And either Louise or Everett, whoever wants to answer my question. What were some of the jobs that maybe they talked about in science or that you guys thought about from doing bio stuff? Do you remember any of them? Remember, the, they talked about you could become a doctor, you could be a researcher, you could be a, a science engineer, some of those kinds of things, working with the environment. I, Louise, you have a great interest in science too. What are some of your interests in science? I like to study a particular thing, not just like, not a specific thing. Okay. Very good. So lot, lots of different ways for you guys to go with this. And I, and I know I put you on the spot. You had to think about it. But uh, but there's so many different possibilities when you start really digging into all that fun stuff. So yes, Evren, did you think of one? You could become a vet because you're taking care of the zebrafish. So then you'd be able to know to think about it and you'd know how to take care of an animal uh, right way. Yeah, that would be a really, really good one. Absolutely. And did you know that in, in Ohio, here in Central Ohio, we have a zoo school. When you're in high school, you can opt into working with all kinds of animals, including the fish and the manatees and all that sort of stuff there at the Columbus Zoo. So that's kind of a cool way to think about some of those pieces. So, so Katie, I want to talk a little bit about the opportunities that a project like this has to target in on individualized 
sort of student learning and instruction, that massive differentiation that, you know, some schools really, really struggle with. How do you ensure that all the students, you mentioned 50 kiddos had this opportunity. How do you ensure in a program like this that all the kiddos get what they need out of it? So we um, we worked with our regular class size. So we've had 25 kids in each group at a time, which was great. And the program itself offers um, some great differentiation and really opportunities for kids to do different tasks. Mm-hmm. So each and every day through the week-long process, the kids came in and there were different things that they were expected to do. So every day there were observations and, you know, some kids want to make more observations than others yeah. and can be a little more detailed than others, which was great. And they had the opportunities to do that. We had various opportunities to share out what they were seeing and doing and um, let kids share as much or as little as they wanted to. And they each had different jobs as well. So they would go and get the tank or they would go and get the fish or they were in charge of um, assisting each other in um, some actual physical tasks as well. And one of them was that they would actually clean out the Petri dishes with the embryos and they had to dispose of the embryos that were not were not growing and were not thriving. And they had to make sure that they got other things out of these Petri dishes, you know, if a piece of dust mm-hmm. had fallen in or things like that. And that was um, very intense for them and, and really was, was serious. And they had to use a lot of, you know, their, their skills and teamwork to be able to do that to identify and actually use the pipettes to be able to do that. Uh, Additionally, we did a lot of instruction in terms of the characteristics of the zebrafish, as well as um, those of a human and, you know, how we breathe differently and how that worked, but also about how, you know, they have a digestive system and so do we and how their heart works very similar to ours. Um, and then looking into what kinds of things that that our scientific researchers look at and the diseases that they study and learning how the zebrafish help with that. So um, understanding that the reason the way that they can reproduce so quickly and they grow so quickly, that allows for the scientists to be able to gather a lot of information and to do a lot of different kinds of studies to then take that and help and see how what they've learned might have an impact on humans. But I think really just being able to have kids, there were um, various questions and there were some extending questions and some extending sort of activities and um, being able to spend more time under the microscope and things like that as we were able to um, work through different parts of the process and the project. But there really was something for everyone, which was great. But additionally, you know, we have some kids who, if if the writing was a little Mm -hmm. bit of a struggle, we gave them some assistance or they could record or things like that. And we were able to use our iPads to take some photos and some videos and things. So if kids didn't have a chance to complete all of what they were supposed to during that time, they could you know, finish it at a later time, but still have some of the resources and be able to continue their observations with some of those um, photos or videos or things as well. That's excellent. That's excellent. Louise, um, if you had the chance to do the program again, is there anything that you would suggest that Ms. Benton or the program do differently? No. No? Not a thing? (laughs) That's pretty impressive. How about you, Evren? Same question to you. Is there something that you would like to see done differently with the with the program if it happens again? I think it was done well. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably- I, I do know that they would probably all agree that they had hoped we could we could have the zebra fish for longer, mm. or we could keep some in our classroom for an extended period of time, and um, certainly with those microscopes as well. So, of course, there's some limitations in terms of how long the scientists can stay with us and all of their equipment and 
the rules about, um, you know, the research fish and things like that. I know we would have loved to, um, maybe I would say extend it Mm -hmm. or have it be even longer, uh, but it really just the opportunity to be the first school to do it and have all of the uh, experiences that we did and the access to the hands-on real life science was, was really wonderful. So do you think, Katie, that, do you think that, and so this was third and fourth graders that you... We, um, we did it with all fourth graders, but I taught these same students last year for third grade, so... Okay, so fourth graders. So do you, do you think that if given the opportunity, this is a, it's a three, a, a theoretical question, but I'm asking for a real reason. Um, we have all kinds of calls that come in to me, you know, and so every once in a while, there's this great opportunity to make some connections. And so um, do you think that provided the opportunity to take a project similar to BioEyes, and do you think that the, your fourth graders could be a scientific research team and that you guys could research something over the course of a year effectively um, all the way through data analysis? I do. I think that with the, you know, I, I always say never underestimate the power of, of eight, nine-year-olds because I've, I've lived it for about 20 years. I'm always amazed when you give them the opportunity and you, you put it in front of them and you allow them to have that exploration and you have that curiosity, um, they, they really can wow and amaze you with what they're able to do. And the, the depth of their observations as we continued throughout the week uh, became you know, much more detailed and much more thoughtful. And the questioning that they were able to do as we continued, and truly this was only a little more than a week that we did it. So um, yeah, I do really think that there would be a great opportunity for a longer um, you know, kind of drawn out uh, opportunity to do consistent research over over a period of time where they could dig a little deeper. And um, if they did it over a period of time too, they probably would have the opportunity to have very different observations and see something change in a, a much deeper way. So the reason I asked the question is that because like you, I believe fully without any reservations whatsoever that kids are capable of so much more than we often give them credit for, right? And I, I do believe I've seen kids do absolutely amazing things. And I, I think that um, Everin and Louise, you guys are are awesome kids who I can only imagine. I can see your little heads down and you're digging in into the project and really kind of loving it. So, you know, I want to, uh, as we go through and sort of wrap up our conversation, ask each of you, though, about as you get ready for fifth grade, um, I do want to ask you, what is the thing, Louise, that you love the most about school, about learning? You've had two great years um, with Ms. Benton, and you're getting to go off to the fifth grade, which will be a whole new thing. What are you looking forward to? What is it that you love about school, Louise? Um, I love how uh, I love my my teachers, and I also love how they teach and yeah you love your teachers well that's pretty darn special yeah the teachers are pretty lucky to have you i suspect everyone how about you what is it that you love about school what do you like the most what are you looking forward to for fifth grade um i hope i have a really good teacher like mrs benton and i hope we don't have what we did in mrs benton's class is we were able to not to like have the privilege to not have assigned seats and just being able to sit down 
<laughs> yeah, but that's okay. You like that. That autonomy was awesome, huh? Yeah. We always say with great power comes great responsibility. So they they earn that and they they know that. Um, but I know Louise touched on, she said she likes the way that we teach. And I do feel like we work very hard to have that authentic hands-on, mm-hmm. which is why this fell perfectly into the philosophy that we have for as much authentic learning as we can have in ways where kids really can take ownership and use their creativity and um, you know kind of follow their interests and their passions as well. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we certainly at the Past Foundation believe so adamantly, right? That we have this amazing opportunity with these kiddos from our pre-K through 12. We, we, we have these years, about 13, you know, and, and, and not only do we have this great obligation to teach them a lot of stuff, my hope is that, you know, and I see this all the time in really fabulous classrooms, that teachers that help these kids find their passion along the way and to identify that thing or those sets of things that they love, 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 and can help them see that there is the potential that they can, in fact, become a career. That's a game changer for many kids. So I'm just thrilled and appreciate your your thinking around that so, so very much. Um, So last, last question as we get ready to to wrap up. So Louise, if you, you meet a friend on the street or somebody from another city, if you have family that lives other places, and they say, hey, this thing called BioEyes is coming to my school. Um, what would you tell them? I tell them that it's about science and it helps you want a career in science. That's very cool. That's a great endorsement. How about you, Everin? What would you tell somebody if they said, hey, this thing called BioEyes is coming, should I do it? Yes. <laughs> I'd say yes, definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely. And uh, and Katie, same question back to you as our folks are sitting around in all parts of the world because we have listeners from all over the globe. Are they, they're like, wow, maybe I could do that too uh, as a teacher. Um, it, you know, any, any pieces of advice if an opportunity like that shows up on a teacher's door in terms of how they think about it? I think that, you know, embracing anything that is, you know, possible and available is great. It is something that is worth, you know, doing some grant writing for, which we did, and um, investigating any options to bring such a program because it has such a deep impact on the students and their learning. And as I said, their facial expressions, just the their willingness to talk about it for, you know, the next several weeks to share it with other students and their families. And we ended up putting together, you know, a little compilation video in the, in the eyes of kind of a Bill Nye type thing, but it was a great way to share their learning and they loved it to be able to say, here's all the things that we didn't know before and um, to share their new knowledge. And, and really that interest in science, I do feel like that sometimes that's harder for kids to get and to experience as much at the lower levels. And so to um, allow them just that chance to be the scientists, to learn from scientists. And, and they really were scientists. That was a lot of how we, we viewed this of they came in and they were, they were doing the scientific inquiry and they were doing the process and they were doing the experiments and the research and making those observations and drawing those conclusions. And those are things that I think experiencing in that authentic way mean all the world in having them want future careers in science and engineering and technology and all of those, you know, possibilities, which are endless. 
Absolutely endless. And thank you so much to the three of you for uh, taking time uh, out of your, your afternoon to have this conversation with us. I really appreciate it. It was nice to meet you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education. Education.